Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome to the Thinker Girls Pod Channel. I'm Stacey June. And I'm Christy Mercer. Hello. Hey, what's, guys. What's going on? We're glad that you've rocked up to have a little chinwag with us. Thanks very much. Yeah, if you're an OG or a big posse fan, happy Thursday. For those of you that are catching up for the rest of us, happy whatever day you're listening. Yeah, but equally both as happy, you know? Like if, you, if you're returning on the reg or if you're a newbie, we love you all the same. But if you're pissed, be pissed. I can't, you know, as my boyfriend so eloquently put last night... Aiming for happiness is actually not what we should be doing. We should be aiming for contentment. Oh, that's good. Yeah, he said that. How over. would you how would you define happiness v contentment? I think you feel um, at ease. At ease. Okay. Okay. Grounded. Almost. I oh, would have thought. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't listened to any of the other shows, whew, they are getting hot and heavy. This <laughs> Aren't week. they ever? God, um, there's a. There's been a few that um, have been chucked out there that we're very proud of. But, yes. yeah, they are high heavy. Yeah. <laughs> and, look, to be fair, one of them is uh, we're talking about the catch-up where we spoke a lot about uh, just behind the scenes of the radio industry, lifting up the curtain a little bit around some of the Emory Shiano media coverage and then our own experience, which is, a f- you know, a fully-fledged um look at it rather than a one view look at it which is I think what the media has been kind of showcasing on the last couple of weeks so mm. we offered a few other different glances um, and that's episode 52 if I'm correct mm-hmm. uh, and then we've also had such an amazing 53 babes oh sorry 53 just double checked yeah and we've also got such amazing chat with uh, Sophia Stefovnik Stevanovic every time <laughs> We'll get there um, eventually, and by who, that point, we will not be talking about. He's Sophia. the author of Miss Ex Yugoslavia, which went up uh, yesterday. Also, mm. today is the four one one episode. We mm-hmm. are different, uh, offering different shows right across the week. This four one one episode is kind of about pop culture, what's going on in the rest of the world, and our kind of take on what we find interesting. Yeah. Um. On to before we quickly move on, though, the rating and review stuff that we ask you to do every week. We just want to say a big thank you mm-hmm. to those of you that are actually, I don't know, just making that extra action. I think sometimes when you think in your head, oh, I love something, and then you kind of keep it silent. It's so interesting this week as well because we've spoken so openly, and I would like to put on um, on ourselves quite bravely. It's not an easy thing to talk about the stuff that we've spoken about because it's not spoken about a lot. And there's a yeah, and we're realizing there's a reason why. But it's interesting. People contact you, and I even said so many people contact me privately. To send, like, to send you a private text message or yeah, face or something. Yeah, but it will never be, like, well be a comment on your photo of going, 
you know, this is hard to read, but congrats. Like, it's good that you're just sharing or the same things that they would write privately. To me, mm. mostly got blokes, like mates of the industry, will just send a bit of a tap of support, but it, it isn't done publicly. And so it kind of leads back to the same thing as a review or a, um, a rating when you like something. Mm. Sometimes it's important to just go that little extra mile if you can. Not everybody can, but if you can, you've got the time or, or you, you're happy to just push through. Uh, because it makes such a difference. Maybe an extra 10, 20, 50, 100 people just see things a bit differently when you go publicly with stuff. So today on the 411, I want to talk about this amazing video that Jada Pinkett Smith put up. You know those videos? She does like this video series called um, Around the Red Table. No. Red Table Talk. Not talk aware to, of this I'll at talk all. to you about it in a bit. But basically she's done this whole episode on healing past feuds of female friendships and Whoa. why it's and why it's so important to be able to move on and grow as a person. Is this an online show or a television online. show? It's wow. really, really cool. Cool. Yep, yep. I just want to talk about big news this week. The biggest news I think that's happened is uh Kylie Minogue turned fifty. Oh yeah. Fifty years old. God, she looks pretty good for Five 50, doesn't she? Do you know how many people would put photos up of her and be like, Happy birthday and she looked twenty eight? <laughs> I was like, this is so strange. What about when I spoke to you on the phone yesterday? I'm like, what are you doing? And you're like, I'm in my car deciding what Kylie picked to put up on Insta to wish her a happy B day. And then I failed. I, I was going to say, one. I didn't see you put There's up any photo. Too much pressure. 50 years. She's so been doing everything. 30 years of photo shoots. How do I choose one? But it is interesting because I, um, so many, many, I, as you may or may not know, and I'll just jump in here um, and start talking about this. As you may or may not know, I'm a massive, massive Kylie fan. She is my number one idol and I've been a little fangirl literally since I was about four years old. We need to put – I will put the link in the show notes that you can check out the video of the time <laughs> that we met and you'd met her once before I think, right? Yes, when you twice. went When you went silent Bob and almost fainted. Twice. But this particular instance we were at an event, we knew that Kylie Merrick was going to be there. She for, was for launching – Yes, she was launching Specsavers. And you lost your tiny mind. I have never – like you started – crying because you were just overwhelmed at yeah. the fact that she was under the same roof yeah it was and it was quite embarrassing actually you need to check out the video it's very in my early 30s <laughs> it was i was in a professional capacity like i was it was not ideal for me i and i i really do mean that i did not there was nothing turning it up for the cameras i think the scariest thing is with that stuff is um you're, it's out of your control too. Like, you know, especially at work, there's all these kinds of this media and photographers everywhere and, um, you know, Ange Bishop's have an interview here, Richard Wilkins is here. We're there looking to be as professional and do our thing as well. And then and you're falling my, to pieces. Yeah, my face is like <laughs> collapsing like because I'm like so vulnerable that all the muscles in my face of my normal like, you know, work on face is like, like a little girl. Like I just couldn't. I couldn't get my shit together. But what, but what is it about her in particular? Because I know there's a, when you're growing up, as you said, you're looking around, I think, for people not to model off but people that you feel inspired by mm. or that make you dream. And there are, I guess, a lot of different characters on telly or movies or singers or whatever when you're younger that we all have those people that we go, oh, fuck, I loved mm. Britney or I loved InSync mm. or this band. What is it about her in particular that you really connected to from so young? I think the beginning was just because my cousin loved her and my cousin was my idol, so I copied everything 
mm. she did, right? She was kind of big 80s hair. She was a teenager. She just seemed like the coolest person in the world to me. Shout out to Bryony. She knows who she is. And now we're incredibly close. Very different life. This Four is your kids cousin. in the country. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But just loves loved Kylie. So I think it just starts as something as innocent as that. I don't think, you know, as a four-year-old, I'm like, this woman is something different, you know. But I, she was a pop star and I like music and I like dancing and she did all that. She was very wholesome too. Mm. So I think it's – and I think everybody has that, like Britney Spears or Justin Timberlake or for me even in high school it was Silverchair or whatever it was your, you know, teenage kind of obsession was. It, the thing with Kylie was for me over the years I kept growing that obsession in a new way because mm. she's such a chameleon and she continued to evolve – so much through her career, which when you really look at it, and we know this from ourselves, you do have to kind of reinvent yourself again. And and you think sometimes when something doesn't work, say an album doesn't go anywhere or f- for us, our example was we get fired, you think, you just think it's over. Like, and you have to kind of build yourself up again. Mm. She's done that like so many times. So you almost felt like you got to know another part mm. of her in that time. And it just so happened that she's still a bit older than me, but every time she would re-kind re of invent herself, there'd be some new connection I'd have at that time of my life that mm. I'd be like, awesome. For me, it was obviously because she built her brand from not a lot. Like she wasn't Beyonce singing in bands since she was five and it was kind of a fairly marketed thing. Was she at on the Talent Time? Stage. She was young on Neighbours. Oh, was that Danny so, that was Young Talent yeah, Time? Did yeah. she ever jo- she did she join her sometimes? Because Danny was like the main one yeah, on that show, right? And she was the main singer. Yeah, right. You know, so Kylie just joined her for a couple songs. It wasn't really her thing. And then she got in and recorded. I think she did a charity thing for neighbours. You know how they just go and do, I don't know, supermarket or like um shopping centre mm. visits and mm. stuff. She did that and they all sang Locomotion. And someone said, We need to record that. And they recorded that and then went on to record I Should Be So Lucky, all these other songs, which were written for her. She literally talks about how she went to the studio, had five minutes to read the lyrics, sang it and was out. That's all she had. No, You know, she was a pop star like back in the day, like X Factor. You know, she was properly manufactured. Mm. So it was And they would be probably some of her biggest songs, almost well-known songs. They were pretty big. Mm. But then she went, no, fuck this. I'm going to take over a bit. I want to have a go at this and I want to have a go at that. And she wrote songs on this album and that's not very common for her. So she just continues to kind of push herself. Um, and, you know, it was interesting. I was having an argument with Gretel Colleen about this because she was like, she's just a marketing, you know, she's a marketing girl. Like, And I'm like, yeah, but it's the same as arguing that Kim Kardashian has no talent. Mm. You know, it's kind of... And I hate to compare the Kardashians and Kylie because they've been in a legal war for some time. So, mm, they have yes. over the Kylie name Kylie because name. Kylie Jenner tried to... D- Trademark yeah. the name Kylie, didn't yes, she? Yes. Did she lose that? She did. Yeah. 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 Um, so I think over the time there was those things, but because I was such a fangirl, I was also following her so personally. And she was never a person that divulged much personally. But I think she offered something different. For me, it wasn't just about I've always loved music. I've always loved pop music. So I've always loved her albums. That was just an easy fit. I love that she loves costumes and she was such a big part of the gay community. That always felt very kind of comfortable for me. But then as I started to get older, she offered this different sense of woman. Like she was single. 
and she she lived in London and kind of fucked off her family. Like, I'm going to live here. This works mm. for me. I also, the Australian media weren't that nice to her for a lot of the time. They called her like the singing budgie and she was just like, no, the UK really embraced her. She just kind of owned it in a real did dignified she, way. Did she ever, she's never really spoken out about that though, has she? she or is it always kind of oh this, God, in, there's been so like, many interviews. This infer, but, like, is that kind of always, you know? inferred in a way where she was a bit you know as you just said going to the UK and being a bit like bye Felicia I'm just gonna be over here for a bit she did speak about she does often speak about how the UK really embraced her and Mm. it wasn't always the way at home so she has but she doesn't kind of go that time she just is like that was just the way it was Mm. but still it's interesting my mate and I who are mega Kylie fans will always say if you watch interviews of Kylie in Australia and you watch interviews of Kylie in the UK you get a different Kylie talk to me about what the difference is she's just more herself Mm. she puts in the UK yeah she struggles with interviews as it is all of her answers are very considered she takes a very long time to answer everything she's a very well-oiled PR machine which is why I find it interesting that you connect to her so much because I think that I don't know as somebody that knows you I would think that you're really into people that are mega open and kind of like not thinking too much about their answers and really vulnerable and I'm not saying that that's not genuine about her it is obviously but the fact that she there's a wall up somewhere I think she is genuine because that's who she is I think she's not really a big sharer I think Mm. so she is genuine in that I think she's also and this is not knowing her but by the sense of it she's pretty shy and you know doesn't always isn't always comfortable in those situations. So I don't get the fact that she's necessarily hiding. I just don't think she ever feels that comfy. I think the biggest thing as well is ageism. She just hasn't – she's like Madonna. No, she doesn't. She just doesn't look at age. Well, not even just look, just her whole sense of energy. You know what I mean? I don't mean mean look in her physical looks. I mean her approach, I should say. Yeah, you don't – you don't – well, I I think she's a bit unplaceable. Mm. You know, if you were like – 20s 30s 40s 50s I'd be like could be any of the above you know what I mean like there's something about her that kind of extends all of those different eras or all of those different decades because I'm a bit like impressive considering I I think you're a bit like that though there's just been so many real subtle things that I have learnt from being a fan of hers as a kid and a teenager that you seep in and so it is interesting when people like Rihanna and all these kinds of people come out and say I'm I'm not an idol or I'm not I don't want to be an influence or a role model. Mm. You know, the chances are you are without anybody realizing it because you are contributing so heavily to such to pop culture that culture and people are shifted from pop culture. So if you're a big big fan like I am, you know, even my style, like my fashion, like things I'm into just so much stuff. Why do you reckon it is that she is su- such an icon, especially within the gay community? I think she's just been open. I think it really gets as simple as you being open-minded. Mm. And I think you have that as a core and then you're also camp fun and mm. have pop music. So that's already a, music too, yeah, yeah, there's already a, a bit of a thing there. But I think at the end of the day, everybody senses that you have, you know, for a long time people in the media – you know, there were. It was a minority to have the people in the media with the group of gay mates, or mm, the you know, it wasn't mm. that wasn't the norm. It's the norm now. You just have friends. Mm. Some are gay, some are straight, mm. some are bi, some are whatever. But back in the day, there would have been very few people that you would have seen behind the scenes, and she would have you know probably a plethora of people that were involved in her camp um, 
that were that were gay. So I think the community picks that up. What's she doing for her fiftieth? Do you know? She had a massive party. Like Jason Donovan was there, which you're probably too young, but that was I her know who husband. Donovan is. Well, that yeah, was her yeah. husband on Neighbours. Neighbours. Yeah, so it's hilarious. Like Guy Pearce, Graham Norton, Sporty Spice. Really. Um, she had it at the same place that Prince Harry and Meghan Markle had their post wedding party. Oh wow! Can I just say her voice is way better than I ever thought when you had the Christmas special on at uh-huh. Christmas time because it's fucking on repeat every time I come around here. <laughs> I was on the telly and I was like, Lull. Lull. And, her, and she was singing live, obviously. And I was like, she doesn't get enough credit. Her voice is actually really solid. She just has particular, like everybody, I think there's just things that she sings better than others live. Mm. The catch is with Kyle's, and this I'm going to end it here because I can't even be bothered with the argument I'm going to get with my mates over it. She sings everything live. But I must say, Kylie does not dance and it's for all of us. It's the best that she doesn't. Is she not a good dancer? She's, as we call, an arm activator. Oh, my <laughs> so God, really? She, like, puts her arms out and then her dancers move. She, we literally, like... What about the showgirl? What about all like, of the showgirl concerts? What well, she was dancing in those, wasn't there's she? There's a lot of jazz walks. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> a few kickball changes, yeah. babe. <laughs> and a few, like, arms and then all of a sudden you've got all these dancers moving next to her. We call it the Kylie arm the activation. The Kylie arm. If you ever watch a concert, she'll be like... And then You're all, putting all, your arms all up these through the air in a circle. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, all these dancers will move around her. So you think it's a dancing the performance, art of destruction. but she's just she's just standing there. So that is why she always sings live because she cannot dance. Right? How interesting! Um, even when she talks about the latest film clip she did. Okay, we've got to wrap up. Yeah, we've got to wrap up because yeah. you've got about a million and one things I'm, to I'm, talk but about. The, yeah. But she did. She was like talking about how she trained to dance. Well, she is fifty, and she was like trained to do line dancing because it was dancing? well, it's it's, a, it's like a, got a country twist. This album. Oh. And she was just talking about how much she struggled. Really? I love that she's open about it. <laughs> well, she was like, oh, I found it really hard. And I'm like, oh, God, shut up. I popped sure that shit. Is. Keep a lid on it. Yeah. Remember that whole brand thing, Kylie? Don't lose it now. <laughs> It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com Okay, I want to talk about um, Jada Pinkett Smith, who we have interviewed before. We should chuck a link um, to the video of that into show notes so you can check it out. She was really open and lovely, and we just got, you just get a sense from her that she's pretty 
evolved. You know, mm. like she knows mm. kind of who she is. Mm. I just remember back in the day. And she's a mum. Like yeah, she she's a mum. Yeah. But has always maintained that. I don't know, you get this real sense of self that she's mm. still this sexual woman mm. that is won't be defined as just a mum. Mm. And I don't know how you get that sense, but she just exudes this kind of. I remember when you're a kid or a teenager back in the day and I remember there were those headlines about whether her and Will Smith had an open relationship mm. and she just seems to kind of be somebody that's like not afraid to be a bit different and you yeah. see that through her kids yeah you know like they are different you know her son will you know rock up wearing a skirt but then yeah, yeah, he's yeah. like whatever like with all all of her kids and she does have three not just two because I think there's the third little known son that is like potentially not as famous as the other two or has his own career as much as the other two right what are they called Willow, you're, you're telling Willow the story. and fucking the other one. Anyway, Jaden. Jaden, Jaden. It was in The Art of Happiness, stunning movie, P.S. Okay, so anyway, she has started this online show. It's called Jada's Red Table Talk mm-hmm. and it's specific to Facebook. And Is they, this new? I think like, it's pretty new. Anyway, yeah, right. the whole this whole show is about it's her, it's her daughter Willow, and it's a mother Adrian. So it's about three generations of women mm-hmm. open up their home so that mm-hmm. they film it at their house and they open up this series of like candid conversations with other women, mm-hmm. with friends and other people. Mm-hmm. And some of the topics that they've done on blended families, there was one on surviving loss. There's a really interesting on one on motherhood. Mm-hmm. And there's one, the most recent one that I've seen, where she gets on the um, this American actress and writer and uh, activist, Gabrielle Union. You'd know her face. She was like the sassy chick in Bring It On mm-hmm. and like really big in those kind of cult teen movies like growing up through the 90s and 2000s. Yeah. And she had her on for this topic of female friendships and she said, this is a really important episode for me because – and her mum – P.S. Cyber, Jada and her mum together are hilarious. Her mum looks <laughs> seriously like five years older than her. Really? Like she I can imagine just, that she – She yeah. has just got this – Black don't crack. Yeah, black don't crack. She's got mm. this like crop peroxide blo- blo- blonde – hair Mm -hmm. these huge hoop earrings and she's talking to her daughters in jada and she's like girl you need to get over yourself like it's just so like the way they interact and then when she said it was her mum, i was like not even from just the fact that she looks young but just their relationship just was very open and there's this real kind of sense of friendship friendship and being able to be honest and give each other shit about things that i think often you get a bit like because it's mum or will she get offended or i can't if i don't know there was just this is real openness yeah that explained a lot of things about you know assumptions that we'd already had about who jada was and um, they're talking in the beginning of this episode, Jada and her mum, and Jada was, you know, kind of explaining that she's had this 17-year feud with this other actress, Gabrielle Union. Oh, so the girl you were just talking yeah. about. Yeah, and she said, I don't know why. Like a lot of these things. And I'm sure there's somebody that you can think back to, whether it's high school days or going out or all of these years have passed and there might be some kind of weirdness there. Mm. And there wasn't really anything specifically that went down where it's like, you stole my boyfriend or you were a bitch to me in high school. But there's this kind of thing that then time goes on so far that you forget what initially even happened. Were they friends to begin with or did they have like a public feud? They were more acquaintances. Okay, so not from a, not a proper friendship fallout, just more of a 
kind of like a public fight. And that's of. what they were kind of laughing about. They go, when we've seen each other recently in the past few years, both of them were laughing about it. Mm. And Jada said, it made me re- really vulnerable to reach out to you and get you on this show. Mm. Because if I'm going to be honest and talk about female friendships, and she said, um, and what I thought was really cool about these two chicks in particular, and anybody for that matter, preaching and talking about self-work and the journey that you go on personally I mean, it's one thing to talk about all that stuff and you can learn a lot. That's mm. brilliant. Mm. But it adds another layer that I think I certainly connect to when people then open up their own lives and mm. say, I've been doing a lot of personal work. And then they both went into why. And Jada goes, if I'm going to be sitting here talking about female friendships, I can't I can't talk about that without reaching out to somebody and trying to go, P.S., why is shit so awkward between us anyway? Were they, was the topic female friendships of like that have gone like haywire or just female friendships in general? Just female friendships and the roles that other women play within your life. Right. And they were talking a lot about, you know, where did this kind of come from? And they're like, there was certainly tension. And they were even talking about an event, say like, you know, an awards ceremony, you know, six to 12 months ago where they said a photographer asked us to pose together and they were both going, oh, my God, and I was wondering what you were thinking because I didn't want you to feel awkward and then we did this awkward pose and then we we're like, do we hug? Like we're not – this is oh awkward. So so then – But some, but I find it a bit weird that she got her on. I mean, it's good, but I think at the same time it's like if they weren't friends before, does it really matter? I do think on the flip side of this, whilst I see your point of it being really – positive and I really agree with you when you say practice what you preach you know she's going to talk about this but then I think also sometimes we're very very um hard on ourselves for chicks to get along with everybody like couldn't it also just be that you ran into each other it was kind of a fight over nothing and that sometimes it's just as simple as you not always getting along I think it can totally be that but that but from watching this episode, there was a real sense on both sides that there was a want or a need to address it in some way to move past it for their own healing for but whatever th- reason. But that's what I think is the interesting point. I think why do we feel like we need to move past that in order to get to yourself to be a good person? Like guys aren't like, you know, making up. Like dudes don't feel that pressure that, and go to sleep at night thinking they're an awful person if there's a bloke out there that doesn't like them. I think women do. I think women put more pressure on themselves to feel like they need to make amends or or feel like they need everybody to like them. And I just think I understand why they did it, but there's a message under there in it. And it might not be the case to these two, mm. but I think often I we... I agree with you. I agree with we you. Then really, you... Um, yeah, we're really hard on ourselves for sometimes girls just not liking other girls and you don't look by the sounds of it they might not have been very pleasant to each other and that's not nice but I don't know like sometimes it's just also quite empowering to be like you're not my cup of tea and that's okay for me not to be yours and that's where it can end well I agree with you with that I think there is a pressure as a chick to have to be like somehow you're all on this well you are on a one team but it's not like let's oh be God. besties it's and go exhausting. out and get manicures together no, I know it's I know so what you mean. true about the one team it's like we all have to back each other all the time but it's almost like when somebody has like a friend you know who's who was that in a stand-up show was it oh it was your mate Nate Falvo when he was talking about how they're almost like this thing where it's like 
in, in if you're a gay person, right? And then I don't know, someone's like, "Oh, do you know my friend? They're also gay." Mm. It's like not a or not all gay people know and are friends with every gay person. Yeah, I sometimes feel like that in the industry. It's like, oh, I've got a friend and she's a chick and she works in yeah. media. Yeah, do you know? So because her? we're minorities. So then, yeah. yeah. So then, you, because you're a minority, there's this. Oh well, you must all have this crazy allegiance, yeah. and you can all catch up and chat about uh, how you're all chicks in uh, no i don't like a lot of chicks i've said this on the show before it's so hilarious that everybody thinks we of all people would love all chicks and we also are looking to have every argument about sexism or about all women nah just want to have my own things i already have enough to worry about no but there would but that being said there is a real if we ever went to an event or you see something there's always a politeness there's always a smile of you know like you know, an acknowledgement. Hi, how are you? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that doesn't – But so that is different to the friends thing. I think you can be nice to everybody. doesn't yeah. mean you have to like them. No, God, no. But that's why I think this particular story is even more interesting because that's why I asked earlier, was there some form of depth and friendship beforehand? By the sounds of it – I think there was though. I think – But you said there wasn't. I think there was still an element of they were not – they were more than acquaintances. Ah. They didn't delve into what exactly happened. So I don't actually know because they right. didn't really say. But by the sounds of it, there'd been some fight or whatever going on. And the fact that when they both opened up about – they both opened up about – and Gabrielle in particular that I really connected to, she said, I have been doing so much self-work over the last few years. She said – my first marriage broke down. Um, I was getting no work. My TV show was cancelled. Like I was fired. Like a lot of my friendships had fallen away. My family members, I felt distant. And she goes, I just laid under my bed with my dog and I just cried. And I had to hit rock bottom to realise that the energy that I'd been putting out. (laughs) (laughs) I need to get on Red Table Talkers on Facebook. (laughs) I hit rock bottom and I called Jada and said, bitch, Jada reached out to Gabrielle. Sorry. Right. (laughs) So then she was like, I had to hit rock bottom to realise because she goes, that I want to be friends with Will Smith. (laughs) That Will Smith will set me up with a new guy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Because <laughs> no, I think she's remarried or whatever now. But, um, uh, yeah, sorry, you were saying she had to hit rock bottom. She had to hit rock bottom <laughs> to realise because she said, I was in this place where I was blaming everybody for all of this shit going down in my life. Yeah. Where she was like, fuck these TV networks or F my ex or, F, you know, my friends are ass or all this stuff. And yeah, she goes, yeah. I realised I was playing victim and yeah. I wasn't looking at anybody. I was I had a gun and I was like mm. going, it's you, it's you, it's this, it's them. It's nothing to do with me. I'm mm. doing my thing. Mm. And she's like, I had to realise there was a particular energy that I was putting out. And it's quite fun to hear her say this. She goes, mm. I was a troll. Mm. I was a troll. She at goes, that time. At the, she goes, the energy that I was putting out and it was this – and Gabrielle did this amazing speech which they referenced in this um, Jada Pinkett Smith video um, a year ago at the Essence Festival, which is like um, – it's like a women in Holly, black women in Hollywood event. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she did this whole speech about how how important it is as a woman to not feel like your shine is dulled or you shrink in the presence of another strong, powerful mm. woman. Mm. And she said, that has been my whole life. And she said, there's a reason for that because you're told – especially in the entertainment industry, but often as a woman, there's only place for one of you. Yeah. There's only place for one, you know, outrageously gorgeous, talented, you know, actress, right? So she goes, I was that person for a time. I was the one that, that a par- at a party, I was the one that everybody was looking at and talking to and asking about. And she said, I've only realised this 
recently where somebody else would come into the room and they were more gorgeous than me. They were getting more work than me. They had the TV show and I didn't. And she said the way that I would combat that, she said I would feel myself shrinking, mm. physically shrinking. Mm. She said how did, what was the way that I had learnt and been told to combat that? It was to bring that other person down because in a way it made me feel bigger. Yeah. So that's a lot of what was I think the reason why those two and by the sounds of it, they'd done that over the last 17 years, talking badly about each other, shit about each other in a way that there was some kind of feudy, even though they didn't delve into detail, that it was pretty interlinked with the own personal work that they'd been doing for it to come to a point where they're like, hey, we actually don't have that much of a problem together. And Soz. also, yeah, and also I think, God, I think now how full on that would have been, say, 20 years ago, it's full on now, you know, it's uh, particularly in Australia. It's only just becoming a, a place where there might be several girl kind of driven programs, whether it's on radio or television or whatever. I mean, I don't actually, I think the catering show and there's a couple others on iview. <laughs> There's still not that many on TV. <laughs> I just reeled them all off. But it that's more than there was. Like yeah. it was always very token. Mm. So there are more now um, or at least I, I get the understanding that people want to talk to us more now. I certainly mm. know that's the case with us. But imagine 20 years ago. Like mm. I only felt that I remember when a couple of other girls were coming up through regional and we were always the golden girls you know moving up from regional into metro and then other girls started to do it too and and it is interesting I think everybody is told that god there was barely there probably wasn't it wasn't even one role there was no roles Mm. for that so then you're thinking you're the only one that's pushed through and then there's others that feeling is still was still present like in the past decade imagine what it would have been like 20 years ago not to mention the fact that they're from two minorities they're women yeah and and they're They're of color yeah you know what i mean yeah so especially in mass media Mm. and they're in commercial you know mass produced you know movies through the 90s and 2000s there's only space for for one of those kind of characters full on as we said earlier on the show we appreciate your ratings and reviews they really do help us um if you've seen some articles or bits and pieces across the week Mm -hmm. even some of our social posts um please feel free to share them. Um, you know, it's been a tricky, challenging time because I think sometimes when you hash out things that happened in the past, I don't know, it can be perceived that you're trying to kind of make a point to speak now. I need to be really clear on this. Mamma Mia approached us um, and, and heard a podcast that we did and asked us if we wanted a chat and we felt like it, we were up for a chat. It's really that simple. There was no real strategy behind any of it. And then it just so happened to fall very closely um, in timing with a lot of the Emory Shiano It's weird how that happened and talking about the radio industry um, and the rife sexism in this country with it. Yeah, it's weird that that kind of all happened together. But, yeah, I think we need to be quite clear that that's how it went down. Um, Because to be honest, we'd actually rather not rehash that because it's pretty fucking traumatic. We we were sitting in my lounge room before we recorded this and I was like, it's in the past, it's in the past. Like it's not, yeah, we've put it behind us. Like it's something we've kind of decided we need to move on and onwards and upwards. But also. I also don't think we need to be silent. Yeah, Yeah, but also at the same time when we've healed more yeah we're at a place where we've healed a bit like in the last yeah. six months since that happened and the guns and some, are down <laughs> and someone's asking you point blank what happened at kiss mm. 
We've just answered honestly. Yeah. And that, as we said as well, this isn't a justification, but um, it's just our experience. It's the way we saw things. People see things differently. You know, um, maybe people feel like they communicated things differently. That's okay. But we still have a right to be able to say how we saw things. Especially when you're asked. Exactly. <laughs> You know, we're not putting it out there. We're not, you know, like yeah. so putting I think, it out there um, ourselves. Someone's but, you know, just a few of you have retweeted things. Like a few of you have, you know, kind of started a hashtag. I stand with the thinking girls. You look, you don't have to go that extreme. Um, but I think these things, like I said earlier, it's, it is really helpful to be um, just maybe even a little bit louder than you're usually comfortable with because mm. – it was pretty hard and it's it's a brave thing for us to put this stuff out there, especially in the radio industry. We can't read any of those comments or put things, you know, read things about our old peers or people that are in that industry because – Especially it's, when um, it's an industry that we love and would like to get back into at some point. And, and be involved in, yeah. but it's still – it's very – there's bullying. Like, you know, you feel very, very uncomfortable when you speak up about this kind of stuff because we are 100% the minority. It's not easy. I think the other thing off the back of my own personal Instagram post is this is our experience um, and it's not – of an experience or a comment on all women. No. You know, there's plenty of chicks that feel very, very supported and have felt like a great a great um, amount of, yeah, um, equality, I'm sure. Um, but, you know, and there have been a lot of great supporters for us too, so there's been a lot of good times. But this particular article was about our experience mm. at KISS. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's it. And I think that's it. I don't want to talk yeah, about I'm it anymore. Yeah, I'm over it now. I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Done. So next week, uh, Bigger and Better, all kinds of fun shows. Jam Fran from oh, SBS. Yes. The Feed joins us, which is so great to have met her. Girl crush on her. Yeah, she's, a, yeah. she's spunk. Yeah, like, she's cool. Very, very cool. So um, she talks to us about how she got into journalism, how she landed on The Feed and how she, how she finds doing as much work as she's done overseas. I find that really fascinating. Not to mention how old she was when she started school. It's oh. the most full-on crazy oh story. You just listen it's, to it, scan through it and listen for that. It's, it's just, mega, mega interesting. Well, it's bizarre. They, her parents lie. Like, it's <laughs> a very interesting story. Anyway, that'll be up next week. We'll catch you then. Bye. Bye. love this podcast but you want to chat about it more make sure you go to the thinker girls on facebook uh, that's obviously us and insta because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you posse yes we want to know what you think posse so every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions plus we're on insta stories every damn day so you get to come along with us for this crazy tg ride yeah merce head to facebook instagram snapchat or even twitter to find us Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.